I'll be up your flue in a minute or two. I know where to find it. It's at the front, it's tall, your cunt, and your assholes right behind it. Keep it set, keep it raw. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. Lance Wackerly. Love wins, Wackerly. Love, Love wins. wins. <laughs> Did you change your uh, Facebook profile pic so there's rainbows and it says Love Wins on it now? No, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, but I think is it maybe. Is like a filter? I think maybe because you're a homophobe. Do you have like a homophobe filter on your profile icon? I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it either. I think they go to some site. There's some special site that does it. Or you could do it in Photoshop or something, but I don't have Photoshop. And you could rainbow-fy your picture. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the the fact that I haven't done it to the Sick and Wrong logo yet probably means that uh, our show might be homophobic. It just means that we're lazy. That's why my, my main profile pic hasn't changed. Do you think the Supreme Court justices change their profile pics? <laughs> I don't know if they're allowed to be on Facebook. You think so? I bet you they during, have like during pseudonyms. court hours. <laughs> oh, they have <laughs> fake profiles. I wonder if Clarence Thomas is just that, that when he's looking down like that, he's not actually like reading through some kind of court document. He's actually just checking his phone and Facebook. I love uh, fucking Clarence Thomas is the best court judge. Did you read his his dissenting opinion for the uh Yeah, but doesn't he vote? doesn't he barely ever write the dissents and he never says anything? <laughs> I think that's awesome. He's like, I'm a Supreme Court judge, I'm not doing anything. He also he yeah, usually he just dissents. Like I don't think he ever agrees with anything that's passed, but he never gives an explanation. But this time he did. He was say he was talking how uh you can still have dignity and not be married. You can still be a slave and, and have dignity. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about dignity. Isn't his wife white? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I think not he has sure. a white wife, which uh, is funny because, you know, justifiably everybody's comparing this to like, well, you know, blacks and whites used to not be able to get married. And that used to be a fucking big deal. And now that's not a big deal. So this won't be a big deal in, you know, 10 more years. Nobody yeah. will care. Or I just years. think that people were crazy back then, which, you know, you'd think Clarence Thomas. Come on, Clarence. <laughs> Get with the times. He's probably the second most famous black Clarence in the United States, right? And Jeff, what about uh, the guy that sang the song Stroke It? Clarence, oh. uh, Maybe Clarence he's the Reed? third most. Because it wasn't the saxophone player from... Clarence Reed, right? From the E Street Band. Wasn't that guy Clarence too? He's yeah. clearly the most famous Clarence. But then Clarence... But everyone remembers Clarence Thomas because of the, uh, the that trial. Remember with Anita, Anita, Hill. Anita Hill? Yeah. So what was, was the outcome of that? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing happened except there are all these, um, I mean, stories about his perversions being sp- splashed across the news. It was great. <laughs> he would like, he would answer the, she would come knocking on the door. Like he'd be like, please come into my office. And she'd knock on the door and he'd just be sitting there with his pants off playing with his dong. Was that proven or was that disproven? Or well, they just proved was, that nobody cared? 
It, that was you know, they, it was her his, her word against his. I mean, there's nothing you can really do. There are no cameras. Right. It's not like she had a cell phone evidence. Right. So she couldn't be making that shit up. So, yeah. I think in the court of law, he dissented. In a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> I object. So, but, yeah, that's a, but the, it's funny, though, because with that you say that no one's going to care in a, in a few years. I actually don't even give a shit right now. It's like... I, right. I do think, you know, I, I obviously I've supported gay marriage from day one. It's never been, it's, I've never understood why it would even be considered an issue. It's like, sure, two people want to get married and live a life of misery with each other and get divorced, go right ahead. It's fine. Everybody should have the opportunity to get married. I mean, I, I don't see the issue on it. And I, I do think what's going to happen, yeah, in like 10 years, they're going to be like, why was this debated so furiously? And even brought to the Supreme Court in the, in the first place, it's just such a non-issue. But yeah, I mean, people are upset. I mean, the problem is that, that marriage is so... It grants us all these legal privileges, which, wow, that came out. That was hard to say that word for me. <laughs> privileges. Uh, like, why, why is it so wrapped up in, like, all the rules and regulations of everyday life? You know, like... Like if you're in the hospital and you're in a coma, they like won't let anybody come in to see you. But like, oh, I'm his, I'm his husband, her husband. Well, I think it's wife. also probate court too. You know, it's like your no, that same thing. Yeah, yeah like when you thing. die, if you like give a bunch of money to your, you know, you leave a bunch of shit to your kids, that shit gets taxed, like you know, a lot with the inheritance tax. But if you leave it to your wife, they don't take any taxes out. It just seems fucked up. Well, it's also kind of fucked up that uh, you could. You know, two men can be together for fifty years, and uh, when that when the one spouse or, or when the uh, partner dies, and he wants to leave, you know, the, his inheritance to his partner, it's not legally bound. Like you could be the brother of the the guy that died, and actually, okay, well, I actually inherit this. Yeah, you know, I they, mean, all the you I guess no it's good that people get, can get gays can get married and they can get around that, but it might have been better just to not have any of those fucked up laws in the in the first place. Well, I mean, I can understand. I mean, society's built upon they, they want to give you an incentive to get married because once you get married, we give you a tax break, then you can have kids, and you can make more Americans. Yeah, but that's going to vote up. Democratic. The government shouldn't be incentivizing people to do things like that, in my opinion. They should just well, stay. Obviously, out they of it. support you know this is they support unions it makes for a more. Uh, um, complacent society. Just keep breeding. <laughs> the corporations, man. <laughs> they just want you to be a slave. But how is two men or two women getting married a threat to society? Like, what? what is it a threat to? Why do you care so My much? My wife has a religious family, <laughs> and she has a lot of religious, and she went to, like, religious schools growing up, so she has all these, you know, people she's acquainted with. I wouldn't even call them friends, but from high school. And then obviously she's on the Facebook with them and they like, and some of them still are very religious. And so they're just, you know, they're all sad. Uh, but I, and I was asking her, I was like, aside from just being like, that's what it says in the Bible. Like, okay, there's always going to be those retards, right? Who are like, well, it says oh, yeah. it in the Bible. That's, and I just unquestionably go with it. But not every religious person is like that. So aside from that, like, I don't understand it. There's only two things that could possibly be. It's just that, like, you really, 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 really are concerned about penis and butthole. And it's like, <laughs> it, like you just think about it all the time and it, how much it grosses you out. The fact that you're thinking about it all the time, it seems like you're a little bit closeted. Or you're one of those people who think that all gay men are child molesters. 
Well, that, that's that's one thing that I love about the one of their, uh, their arguments against gay marriage. It's like, well, so we love gay marriage. Well, then what about polyamory? You know, what about uh, polygamy? You know, we're, we're going to allow people to have like four wives. What about someone who wants to marry their dog? Because that's what's <laughs> going to happen once you legalize gay marriage. And I actually agree with all that stuff, too. Like they should allow they should allow polygamy. I mean, the problem with polygamists is they're always like forcing it on these underage girls, and that should be, uh, you know, outlawed, and and they should make sure people aren't doing that. But if like you know, a f- three forty year old ladies want to marry one dude, that should be legal. Yeah, Why but then not? but then think about the issues with like, okay, how are we going to tax this union? And well, this that, goes back to my original yeah. point. So I, there I shouldn't think be any kind of tax questions well, that are even related to marriage. Just to see a union between two consenting adults, I can understand that, and I can understand. Sure, then, then you, 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 you're now part of the whole legal system that 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 is. But when you when you start going like, well, actually, I have eight wives. It's like, okay, well, this is getting complicated. <laughs> Life is complicated <laughs> and so I can understand sure. why they're like, all right, you know, we're gonna demure on that one, but we're gonna allow two people to get married. But it's funny though because. Like people like my brother who, uh, once again, it's just like, who cares? You know, he's nonplussed. He's just like, I, you know, whatever. It's a, it, it doesn't really concern me. In fact, Jeffrey's kind of against it. Well, Jeff- the other reason, I mean, the other reason just to interject that nobody should really care is it's been legal in California for a little while now. And in other states, it's been legal since like 2003 in Massachusetts. Didn't you say Iowa was like one of the first states? Iowa was uh, 2009. I was wrong about that. Uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut were this. Massachusetts was 2003. Connecticut was 2008. And then Iowa was the third state in 2009. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, it's like not as big of an issue because, you know, people could get married in California. California didn't come along till 2013. Which is actually pretty recent. recently, but still, it's two years ago. Well, I know Jeffrey's kind of obviously he supports people's, you know, equality in in terms of being able to get married. But <laughs> but what Jeffrey longs for is back of the days of like gay debauchery. shame. Well, and debauchery, yeah. where it's like you had to go to a bookstore and then you go, you know, do a secret knock, and then you go back to the back door, and it's just like you know, eight guys like having this big door. Oh. lemon party in the back. Like Jeff, Jeff misses that, like the secret lemon parties. I actually think it's an economic interest for Je- uh, for Jeff too, because Jeff, you know, is in the is uh, would you would you call that a nightclub? I don't know, service <laughs> industry. Know, well, he's in a bar, you know. And people settle down and they stop going out drinking to bars. So it's yeah, just going to hit them in the pocketbook. But that's another reason. Yeah, Jeff's like, oh, great. Now they can just get fat and uh, and and die together. He's like, no, that's not the way it should work. He goes, they should they be promiscuous. Be well, they should be promiscuous, staying fit, coming in here to be shirtless in the bar to engage in uh, you know promiscuous sodomy. I don't think big. Uh, I don't think Jeffrey really has any room to talk about people staying fit. <laughs> But yeah, Jeffrey's uh, upset about it. The one, the one thing I, the only, I guess, issue for uh, gay marriage to me, it's like, great. So now there might be more weddings I'm going to be invited to. I fucking hate weddings. So it's like, I hate weddings. I'm pretty and, much just not going to them anymore. So you have to, or then get a gift and then you got to give not a really. gift. What are you just going to send a gift? Yeah, send a gift. Well, fuck that. If, if I'm sending you a gift, I'm going to I think you, are the, I think you are the only person left who I would be obligated to go to the wedding. And you're not getting married anytime soon. What about uh, what about Captain Carl? Uh, yeah. Well, I can't see Captain Carl having a big wedding. I think he would do like I did, where it's like I wouldn't even be invited. You know, it would be like a close circle of five family and friends or something. Yeah, it'd probably be a small send thing. Send a gift. 
I think uh, I, I wouldn't have a big wedding either. I don't even yeah. like having big birthday parties. But yeah, like as if I'm <laughs> getting married. Birthday parties and weddings. As if I'm the getting married. Two things that D. Simon does not like. <laughs> Any kind of joyous occasion I frown upon. I always write this stuff down so what I'm doing your eulogy. <laughs> D. He Simon hated, hated birthday parties weddings, and he hated weddings. Hated birthday parties. We all know this. But I think he would have liked this funeral. <laughs> Baby showers, he hated. He hated any gathering of people. Yeah, he took a firm, <laughs> as a man, he took a bold stance on baby showers. He hated them. All these other guys love them, though. <laughs> It's one but, uh, of his defining features. But that's the thing. Now you're going to, like, you have a lot of lesbian friends. and Just an, an, an atypical amount of lesbian friends. I do have a lot of lesbian friends, but they're all already married. That's what I'm saying. They, so already, you, they all got married, like, a, a year and a half ago. Hmm. Yeah, I guess then you don't have to worry about that. I going, had to go to, did you go to I only weddings? had to go to one. I only had to go to one of those, I think. Well, all I'm, I'm more saying, like a, I'm acquaintances with a lot of lesbians, but I only am really good friends with a couple. And then some of them that I am better friends with, I actually knew I met after they were already married. All I'm saying now, there's just more weddings that uh, you have a chance to be invited to, and that kind of bothers me. But hey, but uh, changes afoot in this country. We actually a lot of change going on. It's been a big week for President Obama. Big week for President Obama. He had, he like uh, he pretty much hit a home run this week. If you think about Seems it in like terms it. of his presidency, it's like gay marriage went through, health care reform went through, uh, his trade agreement went through. And then um, he did that. Uh, I know like people were blown away by this, but he did that eulogy for the uh, pastor that was shot in uh, Charleston. And he sang Amazing Grace and did people he? were blown over by it. And then he condemned the Confederate flag. Sang. Yeah, he sang amazing grace wow, like to start cool. singing it and everyone's like oh my god this is breathtaking it's amazing and does he I, have like a very high falsetto singing voice <laughs> that'd be pretty hilarious <laughs> he sounds more like james brown amazing grace ow like that Dance kind of thing around. um that's not, you, that, that would not be uh <laughs> that would not be respectful no i think he sang before he actually has a decent voice uh yeah. obama but i know but the fact that he did this uh was very emotional for a lot of people and then it it, it kind of um sort of uh uh snowballed into this whole thing about the confederate flag and now that is a huge issue and that's some more changes come to this country i i imagine southerners must be really upset right now it's like not only did they lose the fight about gay marriage now gays are going to get married they're going to go to like you know a cracker barrel and there's going to be you know gay couples wearing wedding rings that they have to eat next to. Now they can't, dri- they can't drive to the Cracker Barrel with a Confederate flag on their truck. Well, yeah, they can. Can it's they? Not- <laughs> yes, they can. It hasn't been... Um, you know, we have free speech in this country. You can drive around with a big fucking Nazi flag on your car if you want. But I think with, I think with them, it's, they're upset because it's the courthouse. You know, these uh, the government the buildings house. in uh, South Carolina and the fact that they were removing the flag, which has flown there for years. And there's been a debate about this for decades. And let's point out, this is like 5% of the Southern population, right? I mean, <laughs> I think more Southerners than not are like fucking really happy about this. Like, finally, they got that fucking embarrassment off the fucking courthouse. I, mean, and I have I mean, to explain to my friends when they come visit from like you know the north <laughs> that like yeah they that's just like it's a historical thing I don't know why it's there it's very weird but they just put it up there but most of us are not racists I guarantee it 
Um, it's it's obviously an integral part of their history. I mean, it's and and I understand that there is historical significance to the. Uh, what, what, what do they call it? The stars, stars and bars. The stars and bars. <laughs> well, um, I don't understand is why they're not more embarrassed about it. I mean, it was a very like embarrassing part of the fucking past of the South, of the but, whole country. I mean, I kind of liken it to the Germans with the Nazi flag. It's like you don't see the Nazi flag still flying on, on government buildings. Sure, people probably have Nazi flags in their house, um, <laughs> you know, or uh, folded up somewhere in their right. dresser drawer. But, but, but the thing is, it's, you don't see it in a government building. And it's like, I don't think the Confederate flag, which, yes, it is a part of your history, but it also stands for slavery. And, 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 you know, and, and, and those connotations. So it's the fact that but that's even if flying, it didn't stand, even if it didn't stand for slavery and there's always those people that are like, Oh, the civil war was about much more than just slavery. And everybody's like, right. But it was pretty much about slavery. It's a, the symbol of the slave holding South. But even if you didn't you know? have slavery, it's like, it was like treason. You committed treason against the country. <laughs> like you did, you did have a civil war. And you fucking like took up arms against, you know, your former fucking countrymen. It's like the least, patri- it's the complete opposite of patri- patriotism, you know? Like, oh, we're going to attack people from the other states. And so, murder, kill them. <laughs> what the fuck? I'd so be like, a, and oh, you had yeah, this that, symbol, that was our bad. You have this symbol of hate of slavery, of treason flying on your government buildings. I'm surprised it hasn't been taken down already. Yeah, I'm surprised it was up there. But I I do, I think there's those like old South families. And like I said before, I don't think it's the majority of people, but I do think there's those old South families who like trace their roots back, you know, to pre-Civil War days. And I just think they're just adamant about it staying up. Former slaveholders. Like, well, the South was a different place back then. On my plantation. Blacks knew their place (laughs) as property. And I had a, my great, great grandpappy had a big cotton farm. And you know what I mean? Like Strom Thurmond. Remember that guy? Jesus. (laughs) Well, let's not just all place it on the fucking, uh, the right. Remember, uh, what's his name? Bird. He was oh, a fucking grand yeah. wizard in the clan. He was a grand wizard in the clan. It's all this, all those old ass Southerners. It's that's they're that's the source of this problem. But they're the ones who are probably the most upset about the the changes, the revolution taking place in this country right now. I do think that Germany takes it too far, and I am a little bit concerned that we're going the same way. Like in Germany, it's it literally it's is against the law to have a, a, a Nazi flag showing, and and like lots of like uh, you know. I'm a big fan of the uh, Nazi killing video game genre, like uh, Wolfenstein, you know, Castle Wolfenstein, yeah. and the game. I don't think they can sell it over there, or else they have to like redact all the Nazi imagery, which I just think is. I mean, it's like almost like 1984. Like, oh no, it never happened. It, they, what are exactly, you talking about? it's like they're trying to erase a moment in history. Like when I was in uh, Germany, um, I was trying. I was like, I want to see where you know Hitler's bunker was. It's it's a parking lot. I had to actually look on the internet to find it. And then I'm like, well, don't they have a museum about Nazis? Nope. They, they didn't have a single museum about Nazism up until like, I guess, 2009, I think. And then they built this, it up a little bit. Well, they built it, but there was no like, uh, they didn't have Nazi uniforms. It was just like plaques with uh, you know description of the events and pictures. But they didn't Say have like the uniforms. Say what you want about Hitler, or, but he, he did have the greatest uh, naming conventions for his like, you know, places. Like oh yeah, the Eagle's no. Nest and the Wolf's Lair. Oh, it was great. <laughs> that guy ruled. Yeah, and then the, and the uniforms like that, were awesome. But anyway, I'm just—it's like okay, you Germans. As much as you try to, it's not like they're denying the Holocaust. They're trying to erase it 
from the uh, the, the, from the collective consciousness. You know, it's like it's this never happened. And if you sell Nazi memorabilia, if you sell a Nazi flag, it's a crime. And I think that's what's happening. That's what's going to happen to the Confederate flag. They preserved all the concentration camps, though, right? We got to give them credit for that. Well, yeah, and uh, and there's a Jewish museum almost like every block or some kind of memorial, like almost so every good. block. Maybe, we're, maybe so. we're overstating it, but they do have a weird thing about the Nazi, the swastika. All I'm saying, it's a part of history, and the Confederate yeah. flag is a part of history. And I think the Confederate flag belongs in a museum. I think it belongs, and you know, it's it. I, I think you should be able to sell the Confederate flag. I think it belongs in history books. I think you should understand what the stars and bars represented at the time. I don't think it belongs on a courthouse. But now you get like uh, Walmart, Amazon, Sears, eBay, they're all stopping uh, the uh, sale of Confederate flag merchandise. Which I'm fine with that. It's become I think a witch people hunt, get confused dude. and they think that it's, uh, that's a freedom of speech issue. But those are all private companies. They can like block sales of whatever they want. Well, I'm, you know? I'm kind of surprised that they're making this decision because you know, sales of three versions of the flag were up... Uh, uh, from 1,670% to 2,305% over a period of 24 hours. Well, I don't want to give anybody any ideas. Selling like but, gangbusters. You know, <laughs> if you wanted to market a t-shirt right now, <laughs> now would be the time to market a Confederate flag t-shirt and, you know, you're going to sell a lot. I was thinking of doing something with our logo. Some no, kind of Confederate flag not, stars. I am and not signing off on that. <laughs> Somehow Jesus. incorporating it into the Sick and Wrong Skull logo. Yeah, um, we might be able to cash check in out the on cafe this. press page to get a nice white hood with sick and wrong logo on it. <laughs> you know what? The, you know what they should do. You know what you should do, people, if you want to be a racist and make some money, just make a Confederate flag shirt and then put "Never Forget" on it. You know, <laughs> an and eagle then, with a tear. In the background. Eagle with a tear. Yeah, I have been uh, kind of uh, entertained by all the pictures of really attractive young women in. Uh, confederate flag bikinis <laughs> flying around the internet <laughs> where are those just extras from country music videos i guess do the country music stars do it up like the uh the hip-hop stars with lots of dude that that's the thing it's like i was reading this article here can country music quit the rebel flag i mean that's the symbol of their music it's like almost all these country guys uh from kid rock to trace adkins to like david allen coe they're all wearing like jean jackets with like a, you know, a back patch that's a Confederate flag or they're, you know, walking around draped in the flag or they got well, girls dressed, yeah. you know, girls wearing bikinis of Confederate flags in their videos. Southern I pride. just chalk that up to the, I mean, all, all these country music stars, you know, they went to like fucking like, you know, private fucking music school, <laughs> college, but, and then they like claim that they're driving around in their truck and fucking riding horses. Like, no, you're not. You don't wear a fucking cowboy hat if you've never actually like worked as a goddamn cowboy cleaning up cow shit. But they, but they're, anyway. but that's the thing that they're cashing in on this, and it's a symbol of country, country music. It's like, and and all of it. It's like uh, you know, driving pickup trucks, grilling meat, drinking beer, working hard. I like all that stuff. Singing praises of the Confederate flag, you well, know, the stars that, and bars. You know, that's that's, but that's what country's all about. It's like a symbol of the South's good things, but it's also a symbol of of hatred, you know, and slave and slavery. Um, but yeah, but these guys argue about it. Like Trace Adkins uh, says it's a symbol of heritage, not hate. He goes to me, the battle flag represents remembrance of my Southern lineage. Oh, shut the fuck up. Your Southern lineage. Okay. Well, we'll give it to us. What is it? Like which one of your ancestors had was whipping black people, you know, and owning them as property. Just lay it out there. Tell us. 
um, I guess he wore like uh, some Confederate earpiece to uh, some con- Christmas concert, and it uh, he got a lot of flack for it. So he he was like, "I advocate for the preservation of America's battlefields and honest conversation about our country's history." My whole thing about that is like, okay, you know, you're fucking playing and it's like red meat to all your fucking white cracker fans and the big stadium show you're doing. But like, wear that thing to the post office and tell me how you feel when like some old fucking black lady uh, comes up behind you in line, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, this is my Confederate fucking flag earring or whatever you're talking about that he has on. And like, you know. Yeah. Do you feel fucking cool now with that thing? <laughs> Asshole. Adkins uh, self-identifies as a Civil War buff. Um, as Civil War buff. He prefers the uh, term war against Northern aggression to Civil War. Mm. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's that goes back to what I was saying before. I mean, like, so literally you, like, believe in treason? He thinks that the wrong, that, that the end of the Civil War was, it ended the wrong way? That's fucked up. It is kind of fucked up, I mean, if you, if you think about it. But at the same time, but there's a lot of guys that are Civil War buffs. Civil War buff is fine. I mean, it's just like, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I love fucking, you know, books about World War II and hearing all that shit about the Nazis and fucking Rommel, like, going through the desert. But, like, that doesn't mean I fucking, like, uh, you know, align with the fucking Nazi beliefs. Did you, do you ever know anybody that does that, that goes to reenactments? No, <laughs> I know. I know a bunch of people who do uh, Ren Fair, which is you know the same level of uh, kind of. But, but I mean, I, I, I think because you know we don't live in the South, like there's not a big culture no. of uh, Civil War reenactment in California because there's no battle places. When I was a freshman in high school in Michigan, uh, we had a teacher. You know, how, like in Michigan, especially in like our small little shitty towns, they had teachers that should have retired like 15 years prior to when they did because oh, they should Mr. have never been teaching to begin with well, some of this them. this one guy mr hardy must have been like i don't know 72 or 73 he was way too old to be teaching a class but he was really into the civil war civil war buff he would do reenactments and his and sometimes just wear his uniform like to school mm. did he we, wear the northern uniform or the southern uniform? northern but he oh, would okay. come in there in his full uniform and he had to have his friends Musket. he'd have his friends come in in, in, in uniform but the one thing i remember and they the short anecdote i'm going to share with everybody which i might have talked about before but if i did whatever um he had a sandbox in his room that was just filled with clay and he would make the class like line up around the sandbox and he had like little silver civil war soldiers and he would reenact the battles and we had to watch him reenact the battles in his fucking sandbox with like the mountains and clay and like and he would just be like and this is where the civil war and we do that was what we do for the whole hour in class but mm. the funny thing about mr hardy no but the funny thing about mr hardy is he would leave like just in the middle of class and just leave i don't know where he went he was old and he'd be gone for like 15 minutes and uh, a bunch of us scamps and rapscallions would get up there and just take the clay like from his bull, from his bull run, just like fashion two cock and balls out of it, and just mm. like put the soldiers on the like on the dick coming up. And Mr. Hardy would come back, and he cried. He wow. was like that upset that that these ignorant children would deface yeah. his uh, you feel his good battle about of bull run. Then? making an old man <laughs> it, it was hard not to laugh i gotta say <laughs> like, like i mean would you be able to resist doing that probably would you laugh i would laugh you would laugh i, I would feel would. weird with this teacher crying uh, I mean, but you know what i felt bad about that like he came back and he just looked at the battle of bull run that now just had a big balls and a cock sticking out a bunch of soldiers on the cock 
I mean, was and, the Civil War was like like one of the most bloody, grotesque wars in history, right? I mean, like when you watch Game of Thrones and they're like sawing some dude's arm off, you know, without obviously without any like uh, penicillin or anesthetic, like that shit was happening in the Civil War. People yeah. like getting the holes blown in their guts with a cannonball, the bayonet, yeah, right, right through the neck. There's like no no medical fucking technology back then. Southern comfort. That's all they had. <laughs> <laughs> Drink a little SoCo, cut my leg off, right. stay green. That's what I happened. Know. You know you're probably just going to die in a week, right? From infection after I cut this thing <laughs> off. Yeah, I know, but I got to see my mammy again. But the point is, it was American. It was American against American. Fellow countrymen brother fighting each brother. other. Treason. And for you to celebrate that and wear your flag proudly means that you're against America. You're not a patriot there, buddy. I don't know. The yeah. eagles weeping. It for would have you. been nice uh, if they just would have like taken it down as a you know to honor the people that were killed in the church, and uh, you know everybody would have just like not blown it all out of proportion. But that's how we do things now. No, it's blown up. And so here, Kid Rock is another big supporter of the Confederate flag. He <laughs> says he wears it in honor to honor Southern rock bands, like uh, in deference to Skinnerd. Leonard but, he, Skinner. but Leonard Skinner says they no longer want to be tied to this sickening symbol. They denounce the flag several times. He says through the wow. years, uh, uh, Gary Rossington from Skinner, is the last surviving member of Skinner, said people like the KKK and skinheads kind of kidnapped the Dixie or Southern flag from its tradition and the heritage of the soldiers. That's what it was about. He goes, we don't want to go to our fans or show and, and show that image and being aligned with that image. But, Good for uh, but not Kid Rock and not David Allen Coe. David Allen Coe. Well, Co. I mean, David Allen Coe is like a full-blown <laughs> racist if you listen to his songs. I mean, what, I don't... What's funny about David Allen Coe is he released these two albums in the 80s that were just horribly racist. Is he playing a character, though? I mean, can you, can you like, absolve him through that angle or no? Is he just like, nope, this is me? Well, that's the thing. He, I mean, he was like, I think his character at the time was he was trying to make, make the most racist, misogynistic, homophobic song, like obscene songs. Like, but was uh, he, I guess was he's trying to be like, this is like, I, I'm playing a character and this is like the white Southern guy that I, because it wasn't he in prison or something. You know, these are the white Southern guys in prison and I'm, I'm like sort of doing a caricature of them. Or is he saying, you know, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it could be argued uh, either way. But I mean, the, the guy... The fact of the matter is, the guy wrote songs with like, she died a nigger. Hmm. Ship those niggers back. That's a, those are songs that he actually wrote. Right. So, yeah, I don't know how you can distance yourself from that. But now he, I think he's saying like that was a character. He's, and he's been trying much of his career the past two decades trying to distance himself from these two albums. But oh, he has people, been. Yeah, well, when people think of David Allen Coe, you know, they, they don't think of uh, any of his recent records. I mean, it's all you're thinking about are these two records you were in the 80s that were just horribly racist mm. and funny. But Kid Rock had him uh, open up for him. And then you got other guys like uh, this country rapper, Colt Ford. Have you ever heard of this guy? Colt Ford? He wrote Republican presidential hopefuls Rick Perry's 2016 campaign theme song. Huh. It's, it's a, and he usually wears Confederate flag cowboy boots when he performs. It cracks oh, me up you, some of these... You're... Rick Perry's put, putting a clamp down on that. What cracks me up some of these Republican uh, candidates because they, you know, they grew up listening to classic rock. So then they'll just like, you know, appropriate like a Tom Petty song. Be like, oh, sure. We're going to play this in my campaign. And then Tom Petty, who's totally liberal, will find out about it. Be like, no, you can't play my song. 
Don't take Born in the USA. Take no, you can't. Bruce Springsteen will freak out. But yeah, it's like you know they try out. to they always try to do that. So now they're kind of like Clarence. Well, they're kind of like who can we get to? Okay, how about Colt Ford? <laughs> like fucking no one's gonna care about uh, us using his song. Could use a Ramon song. Wait, that uh, Rick Perry used a Ramon song. No, I'm saying you could. I'm I don't. I, don't, I well, can't. Johnny I can't keep Ramon. the Ramones straight. But yeah, isn't Johnny is like a hardcore uh, Republican? Uh, Johnny Ramone was the was a hardcore Republican. But and the one other of uh, the drummer the band, chick though. from uh, the drummer chick from uh, the Velvet Underground is a Tea Partier. Is she? Yep. I've heard. Is it Maureen Atkins? Is that her name? Yeah, Mo Atkins. Mo Atkins. Wow, that's crazy. But yeah, you wonder about this. So what, what about the country guys? What are they going to do now? No more Confederate flags? No more chicks in Confederate flag bikinis? You know what I think? Yeah, just wear a white hood. You know what I think should happen? They should just stop making new country music. And just the only country music you should listen to is from the 70s, the 60s, a couple early 80s uh, country songs. But then just all that, that whole catalog, the past couple decades, let's just burn it. It's fine. It's done. Now you got to listen to Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson. What do you think Willie Nelson said about like the David Allen Coe? Like, come on, dude. No, Willie Nelson's a big liberal dude. Yeah, but what do, what do, what do you think Waylon Jennings and uh, uh, Hank Williams the uh, Third thought about like David Allen Coe releasing songs like that? Well, I think that they're probably. I would think that they went down that angle of. I mean, they're not like they don't hate him, right? They're like, well, the. It's unfortunate they're so racist, but the songs are actually like a high quality or whatever. And maybe they would try and say that he was just doing, you know, he's pl- playing a character that definitely exists in, you know, this, May, this yeah. world of the South. I mean, I, I, I wonder, like, I bet you Willie Nelson's just, just smoke a little joint here. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. Black Settle down. Fine. You don't have to, I don't know why you're so scared of them. Although Waylon Jennings, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he, if Waylon Jennings had been alive, I'm sure he'd be concerned about uh, reruns of the Dukes of Hazard. What are they going to do about the General Lee? Are they going to repaint the General Lee? I don't know, but I heard that Warner Brothers is no longer like selling, you know, Dukes of Hazard merchandise. It's a witch hunt. Come Seems on. a little. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the, the flag has been, now it's as a symbol, now it's like blown way out of proportion. It was fucked up that it was on the courthouse. And if yeah. they would have just taken it down and left it in at that, I think to we the all would have been better. who were murdered, they took it down. I can understand that. But now it's become this huge political issue. And, and uh, Republican candidates are involved. Even though, like, I got to say, Rick Perry, Jeb Bush, and those guys are all against it. They're all saying we should remove these uh, flags from any uh, government buildings. Good for them. But regardless, uh, country music is still the Special Olympics of music. Contemporary country music is still the Special Olympics of music. Yeah, but doesn't it make more money than like if they put all like hip hop and pop together? Yeah, I, I don't know why. So th- so that's so you but, can't really. I mean, you know, the market is spoken. But but it makes more money. <laughs> but maybe popular. maybe what you should do is uh, is is stop. Um, using the confederate flag in your videos and you can influence public thought like people buying your records <laughs> you know but the fact of the matter i mean the fact of the matter is it's part of our history you can't erase that people no don't erase yeah. it yeah uh this is episode 49 here sick and wrong you know the way the uh, show works you send your stories uh whacker and i read them here on the air and if we give you credit we'll we will send you a sick and wrong care package which consists of stickers yeah. um and other assorted items yeah. You can send your stories, sigmarpodcast.com, submit them via Facebook or the Twitter. Um, yeah, we got some good ones here this week. Before we get to our first story, here's a word from Adam and Eve. 
Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. This first story uh, really hits close to home for me. Um, I read it, and I uh, was a bit terrified, you know, I got to say. I'm usually not frightened by uh, a lot of these stories. I'm so desensitized, you know, to everything. But, But this one, I read this one, and... You know, I, I was a little frightened. I was alarmed. Made me think twice about what to wear when I leave my house. Um, You're going to be all right, I hope. Maybe. Seven in Sacramento. Uh, Greg sent this in. Greg wrote, D better stay out of Sacramento. Believe me, Greg, I will, <laughs> actually. I, not, yeah. not just for this reason, but uh, Sacramento, Sacramento sucks. <laughs> it also sucks. The state capital. Yeah, but there's it's, lots of nice stuff around Sacramento, like like uh, Placerville like and up in the like, old uh, like the old mining nature. towns. Yeah, ni- nature, but Sacramento itself, it's boring. Probably, yeah, could leave it myself. <laughs> yeah, it. you know, it's, I'm fine staying out of Sacramento, but you know, the fact of the matter is, this type of crime could happen anywhere. A man accused of skinny jeans hate crime against musicians turns himself in. Skinny jeans hate crime. Hmm. Didn't think there was a hate crime like that. <laughs> there is. Sartorial hate crime. What's going on here? Um, Specifically the jeans or just, is this like an anti-hipster thing? Or should I just let you get on with the story? Well, you can make your own assessment, Wackily, when, okay. uh, when we get to the end of it here. But a man is accused of attacking three Sacramento area musicians because they wore skinny jeans. He turned himself into police on a Tuesday night. Perhaps he didn't like their sound, you know? <laughs> Damn shoegazers. You know? I mean, maybe he was just like, God, this I'm not a fan of the shoegaze myself. It's annoying. But, you know, maybe, maybe just uh, you know, pick another song in Spotify. You don't have to go stab the guy. But maybe he's a fat guy and he can't wear skinny jeans. Did you see his picture? I didn't. What does he look like? I didn't like? see his picture. He looks kind of like uh, Big Jer. Oh, so he's, kind of, he's, he's just kind of a he's portly? The beard? Well, I just, it's just his face. He's got the blonde beard and the, and the crazy blonde hair. What's his body type? Is he uh, did, It was overweight? just a head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I can understand if he's a, if he's a plump guy. If he's, you know... Um, a little, little rotund, he might be jealous of uh, these guys that wear these really skinny jeans because they're like, mm-hmm. you know, these guys can fit into jeans that I can't fit into. But they um, make skinny jeans for fat dudes. That's a crime. I think the, real, the people who really can't wear skinny jeans are, are the, your bodybuilder type, you know, with the big tree trunk legs. Yeah, but they don't wear jeans at all. They wear those billowy pants. You know, talking about like with that. Well, when they're actually doing their designs. demonstration of their muscles, they wear the the, the little nut hugger uh, bikini uh, jockey shorts, right? Well, those are like bikini briefs. But I'm saying the pants that they wear aren't those like billowy, like uh, what are those called? Chef's pants. Chef's <laughs> chef's pants. <laughs> but yeah, how could they wear skinny jeans? Their muscles are too big in their legs. You know, 
Yeah, they got to wear the Janko jeans. But the fat guy is wearing skinny jeans. I always feel like it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're trying to shove like a hot dog into like some kind of hot dog casing and it's just too much. So it just sort of bowls over, makes it the into top, like one of those top? muffin tops. Nobody wants to see that. No one. But wants a lot to. of fat guys, they don't have fat lower body. It's like a, just a big gut. Yeah, but then it hangs over the skinny jeans like an apron. <laughs> a shed. <laughs> they should be wearing the chef's pants. Right. Just tuck it, tuck it into the chef pants. Yeah. Um, Timothy Brownell here, 25 years old, was wanted on hate crime charges after allegedly yelling a homophobic slur at the musicians and then assaulting mm. them with a knife because of their skinny jeans. <laughs> Did he yell something about the skinny jeans? That's what I don't get. I mean, who's making the determination that this was related to the skinny jeans, I guess. I don't I, I guess it's uh or did he just tell maybe maybe he said afterwards? something like a homophobic slur and then followed it with, with commenting on their jeans. Because they're wearing jeans, maybe that's why they're uh like fags or something. Um he was initially arrested after attack on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon and possessing a firearm, but was released on bond. So they didn't even keep him there overnight. He paid it, he got out. Um, the Sacramento Police Department has zero tolerance for these crimes, said the police. But you know what? The victims are really pleased about this. Yeah, yeah. They got attacked. They got stabbed. Guys out a few hours later. Is that fair? They got some publicity for their band. They even mentioned the Is name of the band. <laughs> so Alex Lyman, one of the men stabbed in the 11.45 uh, p.m. attack here, said Brownell approached them without provocation started yelling homophobic slurs and attacked him because he didn't like their jeans. He attacked him because he didn't like their jeans. He was like, I don't like your jeans, you skinny jean-wearing faggot, and then stabbed him. I, I'm implying that. I don't know if he actually said that. He might have said something else, but I think that could, that's a good input. I mean, I can understand that. Good inference there. Um, Lyman said nothing was done to provoke this. You know what might have provoked it? Maybe his package was too prominent. In the skinny jeans. I was wondering if you or I were going to be the first to bring up his Don't package. you think so? I, but the thing is, his jeans are so skinny. His package is prominent. Obviously, right. Brownell Nigel here. Nigel Tufnell with a big fucking wrapped up cucumber down there. Brownell here, the attacker, so homophobic, closeted, sees the package, is upset because he has a boner. Next thing you know, he's attacking these guys. Now it's a boner? Well, he probably has a boner looking at the guy's package. Oh. And now he's stabbing him. He's the bo oh, he's the boner, not the bony. Yeah, Brownell, the attacker, saw these guys' skinny jeans, their packages prominently displayed, pulsating, giving, giving him a boner. Prominently, and because he has a boner, he's upset about his own sexuality. He stabs it, takes it out on these musicians. Right. The world's not fair. So, as I was saying before, it's not really about the jeans at all. It's about his feelings. It's about his feelings. Special <laughs> That's what feelings. It is. So, Lyman. And Weston Richmond. I love the names of these guys, these hipster musician guys. Weston. That's his first name? Yeah, Weston Richmond. He plays uh, a Gibson. <laughs> he plays a Les Paul guitar on stage. Mm. Uh, he was also injured. They're both guitarists in the Sacramento area rock band Slaves. Okay, they did mention the band here. So there's a little publicity there. Mm. Um, they're in a band called the Slaves. Two guitarists, huh? Blake Abbey, the third musician, Blake here, um, he's the lead singer of another Sacramento band called Musical Chairs. Oh Musical Chairs. Yeah. Can you imagine like, oh, let's go to my friend's party. They're going to have a band. W what band? 
Uh, musical chairs. <laughs> I'm not going to that. Fuck. I'd bring a knife. Attack them. Um, so these guys were upset, okay? You know, they, they got stabbed by this guy yelling homophobic slurs at them. Obviously not a fan of their cool music. And then the guy gets released a couple hours later. So what do they do? All three took the social media to describe the attack. Hmm. Let's get to Facebook, fellas. We need, we need to let the world know about this discrimination uh. or social media outlet. Um, so they get on the Facebook. I mean, if you're in a band like with a bunch of guys, you can't like kick the crap out of one dude. That's, I was going to bring that. I was about to bring that up. It's like you got three guys here. Okay, sure. One guy's got a pocket knife. He's attacking you. Be three guys. I know you're wearing skinny jeans, but come on. Three dudes can't take care of one guy. I mean, sure, yeah. he might stab one of you, but then the other guys are going to pound his face. And But no, you want to know why? Because these guys really are... I think they live up to the uh, homophobic slurs here. Mm. I know. As, as much as I, you know, I want to like have sympathy for what happened here, it's just kind of hard to sympathize with these dudes. Listen to this one guy. Um, I think this is Blake. Blake says, I wish the world could stop hating what they don't understand. And he oh said this God. in Instagram, and there's a po- photo of him on Instagram <laughs> band of in white, the hospital. <laughs> band of white Sacramento dudes are really being persecuted here. Weston said, this man literally did this because we were wearing skinny jeans. What a jerk. He wrote that on <laughs> that Instagram. That a real jerk. <laughs> um, Blake here goes on to say after he posted the Instagram photo, I can't sleep. I can't even feel the top of my arm. And this guy gets released from jail overnight. He has no idea what I'm going through physically and mentally. You know what's going to happen here? It's going to inspire three records. Three horrible <laughs> emo records. It's going to be like a performance piece. Yeah. I guess all music is performance, but uh, you know, one of those like concept trilogy album things. Don't persecute me because Prague. of my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and the jeans slayer came that night. <laughs> Uh, supporters are organizing an I Wear Skinny Jeans fundraiser to uh, help the musicians. And if, really? you do, if you do attend the event, Wackerly, if you're going to drive Sacramento, you have to wear skinny jeans because we cannot let the poor actions of a few affect the many. They know that there's like actual poor people in Sacramento, <laughs> right? That like need help and need actual fundraisers and food and clothing. Yeah, but have you seen the jeans that these poor people wear? Come on, Not dude. skinny. No, they're like like powder blue they're shapeless mm. you, know, you can't even see their package that's actually next level fashion you know that right you know, you're telling me about this during the uh the pre-production here of the show wackerly who's, who's always on the cutting edge of fashion always in the know about fashion trends was telling yeah, i don't me that, actually subscribe to them but i observe <laughs> them are you saying this because these are the type this is the type of jeans that you wear no no, I'm not that cool. <laughs> but but if you go to the cool neighborhood, you will see people wearing these, you know, acid washed jeans. And but like they're a, but they're you know, bulky like a members jeans, only like, jacket, huh? But these are jeans that are they're, they're not they're not tight. They're like uh, they're just yeah, they're kind like, of well. I, I mean, this is actually even a little bit behind, right? Like the mom jean. But I, I guess I guess this is more of a dad jean we're talking about. Yeah, dad jeans. Like you go to J.C. Penney's. Well, actually, these jeans are you're probably getting from like a thrift store or something. Yeah, of course. And they're acid washed. This is pre-skinny jean territory, you know? This is before the skinny <laughs> right. jeans came out. Yeah, JCPenney actually has the skinny jeans now. That's how uncool it is. So are you saying like skinny jeans, it's now passe, like you shouldn't be wearing skinny jeans anymore? I think you're allowed to wear them, but you're not as cool as you once were. 
I, I know it's been a top. Like I, at my age, am I too old to be wearing these skinny jeans? No, we've talked about this before. Yeah, we brought this up. We're too old. What we're too old to do is go through radical fashion change. <laughs> you can't just one day be like the guy who's going to wear the acid wash dad jeans and like, you know, the big like child molester sunglasses and the members right of the, the jacket. Gate. Yeah. I think we determined you can, you can, you can alter one piece of your clothing per year. But you can't just age. do a whole fashion. Just you can't do a whole trend, fucking a whole fashion makeover. Just like one day, come out with your friends and be wearing like a romper or something. <laughs> how many? How many pairs of jeans do you have? Two. Are they like Levi five hundred ones? Uh, they're. I don't think they're five hundred ones because everybody hates the button fly, right? But they're <laughs> five something. It's like the. Just the one. It's like a five hundred one without the button fly. So just regular Levi's. They're not tapered. I, I don't really they're not know. Skinny. I don't really know. <laughs> they're not like they're not they're not bell bottoms. I think they're I think they're called straight leg. Straight leg Levi's. They're not but, boot cut. <laughs> what color are they? Uh one is gray and one is blue. Okay, so gray jeans too. <laughs> like gray, are gray are gray jeans cool? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm wondering. I don't know if I don't think you're gonna be attacked randomly by some guy calling you a no. faggot wearing gray jeans. Well, <laughs> I mean, I might have the jeans on and somebody might attack me and call me a faggot, but it won't be due to the jeans. So what happens if you're wearing Confederate flag skinny jeans? Is that like cognitive dissonance? Like you see like this, you know, one of these Southern uh, homophobes will be walking around being like, he's a uh, faggot for wearing skinny jeans, seizure. <laughs> but he's wearing Confederate, he's wearing the stars and bars on his jeans. What do you yeah. do? Well, you just move on to the next victim. I guess that's what you... You'd have to give him a pass because it's confusing. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Uh, I have a story about pasties, which people get confused. They think it's those things that... um, strippers wear on their tits when they technically want to seem want to make it seem like they don't have their top off i've never really understood them but those are pasties pasties but this is a pasty which i and actually I think it, this story is from that. england and they call it a pasty but i thought a, in england a pasty was called a pie but i guess they call them pasties over there too i they thought it's a michigan in, thing it's in michigan thing, they right? have these things yeah it's like a the best way i can describe it is it's like a a pot pie, like a chicken pot pie or a beef pot pie, uh, but it's more of just a ball, and there's not as much gravy in it. But so, what is it filled with? Like just meat? In Michigan, traditionally, they uh, have uh, I think it's rutabaga in it, which is kind of like a carrot and a potato mixed together. Oh, so they're vegetarian? No, no, no. Of course not. Oh. You could probably get a vegetarian <laughs> one, but traditionally, it's like rutabaga and, like I said, either beef or chicken or turkey. And then there, I think there's carrots and onions in there too. They're really, really fucking good. You the problem is they take you have to cook them for like six hours. So it's not something you just. It's totally the type of thing you just want to eat on a on a whim, but it takes so long to cook. 
So you have to get them from like a, a you know, an establishment that, that all they do every day is cook these things. And I'm going back to Michigan soon, and I'm hoping that there's I can still find one of these things, even though it's the middle of summer. It's not really a summer type food because it's, it's really hot. a winter thing. Yeah, it's really hot and carb heavy, and and also lots of like I said, hot so, meat. Growing up as a Gentile in Michigan, um, is this is that like a, a staple in your refrigerator or freezer? You just have a bunch of pa- of uh, no, pasties? like I said, they take too long to cook, so you have to go. Oh, get I mean, them would from you a just have them shop? Though? Like my, like my dad always had bagels. We always had bagels. So they're always in the freezer. So see, if you wanted a bagel, there was always a bag bagels. of bagels. In <laughs> the, the mysterious freezer. food of the Jews that no Gentile ever. <laughs> what is this thing? Is it a donut? Yeah, no. but the t- you know, this is like in it's the not sweet. late eighties and nineties. But that's why I wonder, like Gentiles, do you usually have like these pasties in your no. in your freezer? No, it's not that common. Okay, <laughs> I think it was like a. Uh, Michigan has a rich mining tradition and I think it was a, it was a miner's food cause you, your wife would cook it and then you would, you know, put it in your lunch pail and then you would eat it, you know, four hours later at, uh, during your break. Hmm. And it's cause it's kind of a self-contained yeah. food. It's you like know, a it's whole like a little, meal. Yeah. It's a whole meal wrapped up in a dough ball. It's almost like a white person burrito. Yeah, I wonder how much we could talk about past <laughs> Stretch this out to like an hour and a half. Who needs it? Who cares about the story? Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll care about it when I okay. do it. Okay. All right. What are OTT escapades? Off the thread or something? I mean, is that an English term? I, yeah, I don't know. UK term? I don't even know if this is in England, but I think it is. Weston. And uh, so this is about a group home sort of thing. It's uh, a ski. It's a, there's this sort of non-profit called Chapter One, and I went to their website, and it says, Chapter One is a charity which, based on Christian principles, specializes in providing accommodation and support for vulnerable people. Hmm. So is it kind of like a halfway home? Well, halfway home is, implies that you're coming out of prison. <laughs> and I, rehab. I think it's just, rehab, too. Well, and that implies that you're coming out of some drug thing. I think it's just if you're, you know, you're a homeless person. It's more like a shelter. Oh, okay, okay. So like, uh, it's like homeless accommodations. Yeah, but more maybe nicer than a shelter. Like you're actually sort of sharing a house with some people. That like also, Section Eight, Section Eight housing. Well, that implies that you have your own apartment, and the government's just helping you pay for it. I think this is like maybe you're not even capable of, of sort of managing that. You know, rent like getting a re- a lease with somebody. So, but, but maybe they buy a house, and then they you know say, well, you four people that used to be homeless, you all live here together now. Bob Madigan lived in a situation like that. Sure. Was it would he, would he have called it a group home or uh, you know? I, don't I know. think he called it the home. Well, this guy who's unnamed, sadly. He got evicted from his Weston Chapter One home. Doing drugs, uh, probably. Once again, Chapter One is a charity providing affordable housing. And uh, anyway, it's pasty related. <laughs> I guess everybody <laughs> knows where this is going, right? I'm trying to see the connection, the nexus here between the pasty and the group home. Uh, he got evicted because he, uh, I guess we could say, creeped out a female. <laughs> That was living in the group home with him. You got to be kidding me! They put the homeless males living in a group home with with females. Hey, they got to learn how to coexist. Yeah, but I mean, it sounds like this. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, of antics could happen here. Well, yeah. Like so the unnamed woman, antics. the woman is also not named. Um, she said that you know, even before the pasty incident. <laughs> The guy was acting inappropriately. He started out smoking weed, which they were all fine with, I guess. Uh, but it was sort of, you know, 
a signal that there might be lead to further problems. Stepping stone, that drug. One day when he was going out, this is a quote from the lady, uh, there was an awful smell in the kitchen, so I checked it out. I looked in the bin, which is the garbage can in the UK, and I opened the oven because he had put some food in there, and you could see a pasty filled with poo. (laughs) She added, I was horrified. I just puked up. I was heaving. It was definitely poo. He took it out and he ate it. Wait, he took (laughs) it out of the bin after she discovered it? No, well, she thought it was... (laughs) Let me let me walk you through this. When you go into the kitchen and something smells like shit, the first thing you check is the garbage because you think that, you know, somebody threw out some chicken and it's been sitting in there it's for three days rotting, and that's yes. what smells bad. But you say, lo and behold, there's nothing smelly in the garbage. I guess it must be coming from the oven. And so this she was in the oven. She opened the oven and there's a uh, pasty with poo in it. Uh, just to, uh, add some magic to the story, (laughs) you know, she confronted him and he claimed he had filled it with his magic sauce. That's pretty gross. Is that what you call it when the hecubus shits all over your your apartment? (laughs) Yeah. That's magic sauce. Yeah. It's just his magic good luck sauce. How how did this happen? Like, did he make his own pasty or did he like buy a pasty, scoop out the actual ingredients and then shit in it? Like I said, they're hard to make and cook. So I, I assume he like bought one and then added his own magic sauce so he must you know you, you, ever see, you ever see these fucking websites about like i guess i don't even know like you know food hack food hacks you know how mcdonald's sucks well i go and i buy a big mac and then i bring it back and i put on barbecue sauce and it's amazing and it's and like all these beef in it and yeah, special they, things you have to do trick out a food. mcdonald's burger yeah right these people think about it, you know, all their waking hours, how to like make a Domino's pizza taste 5% better. Well, that's what this guy did. <laughs> this guy was why. just like... <laughs> this, the story, I, I looked at two stories and there's no explanation of why he shit in his pasty. Like, did he eat it? She says he ate it. And I don't know if they DNA tested it, if it really was poo or if it was just some like dog food that smelled like shit, but... I mean, the story is that it was, he pooed in the pasty and he ate it. And I don't know, like, is he just that crazy or is he just really antisocial? And this is, he just doing this specifically to get a reaction. Was he trying to share this food with uh, his housemates? <laughs> no. Okay. Cause I, I can I mean, understand we still that. together and we shared a kitchen and I mean, you know, I would have been very pissed off if he did this. <laughs> I'll never let you know. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He was making, uh, he's been evicted for making other housemates feel uncomfortable. Well, a a representative of this organization says that uh, for the person in question, we have been liaising with other statutory organizations regarding his welfare, but we are also aware of the impact on the other people in the house. Yeah, the poo pasties. I mean, it's disgusting. Poo pasty. But I wonder now, like... Do you think this guy ever cooked for his flatmates and like made like beef stroganoff or oh, something? Like dinner dinner party night? Yeah. And like, you know, like uh, Taco Tuesday... Mm-hmm. It's an interesting refried beans here. Taste A long time ago, we did a story about a a girl who was just renting an apartment, and uh, she noticed that the stuff in her fridge would sometimes get moved around, and she didn't remember moving it around. It's a horrible And so she story, set up yeah. a hidden camera, and she had some old <laughs> Chinese food, and uh, the landlord had been coming in and putting poo and then stirring it in. You know what's interesting about that story, though? I, mean, I remember this one specifically. Oh, I'll never forget it. 
Well, because he stirred it in. Yeah, but he did just come down and open up the Chinese food, cop a squat, and just like, you know, cut a turd in it. He had the turds in Tupperware. So he'd bring the Tupperware. So he had these turds. And then he'd pick them up, you know, take them out of the Tupperware and put them in the food and stir it in. <laughs> so it's like that implies that he's been saving his poos for this sole purpose. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but that story was the same. Like, what was the benefit of that? It's not like he videotaped her eating it or anything. Maybe he was. Maybe he had a peephole that they never discovered. But there was also just no, there was no motive. It's how landlords deal with a problem tenant. That's what happens there. <laughs> right. <laughs> they do oh, have keys to your house, people. Remember that. So right. what's going to happen to this guy now? Is he, he going to like have this eviction on his record? It's like, don't live with this guy. He, he makes poo pasties. Right. When you, you know, we have to put like old landlord references <laughs> and then the new landlord that you're trying to get an apartment from calls. <laughs> so is he a good tenant? Yeah, but he did cook his own shit in the oven. Yeah. That, you know, that's, you might want to pass on this guy. <laughs> Pasty. <laughs> the the anyway. representative for chapter one uh, also said, it has been very unfortunate. Yeah. I can imagine. Up. It's an understatement. Anyway, well, uh, you know, I hope this is the type of guy, maybe it is better that he just lives on the street. You know, who cares if he's living on the <laughs> street and eat he's eating his own, his own poop poo. out there in the yeah. elements. In it's a not going to be that big of a deal. No. Anyway, people send your story, stickaroundpodcasthotmail.com. We got to get to some phone calls. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, before we get to our first call, here's another word from our sponsor. Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. All right, we got to get to some phone calls here. Uh, here's the first one. Hey, Ken here from Hawaii. I was just wondering, me and Lance, who make up the very successful Sick and Wrong podcast, when are you going to get President Obama in your garage? Lock on, Sick and Wrong. Yeah, Wackily, when are we going to get President Obama? This is a re- reference because President Obama garage. went on the Mark Marin podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said nigger a bunch of times. <laughs> he did. He was really mad about it. Well, first of all, Ken, I don't have a garage, so it's definitely <laughs> not going to happen in my house. Um, apartment. Uh, but second, it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, like President Obama would come on, on the show. I was surprised that uh, he actually came on Mark Maron's show. But what happened is a bunch of White House staffers that are big fans of the WTF podcast. Good Lord. And so I, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't really approve of, of the president going on podcasts. I think it, I think it cheapens the position. 
Yeah, I was a little surprised about that myself. However, he's a populist president. I mean, he wants to appeal to uh, to his people. He wants to be appeal hip and relevant. What's more hip and relevant than going on a cool, trendy comedian's show? You know, and being like, I don't have to be in a studio surrounded by security. Instead, I can be. I can block off like four, you know, um, roads here in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah, what if Mark Barron's neighbors think? He just lives in like a normal fucking neighborhood. In Highland Park, yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on out here? Dude, liberals came in their pants when they heard this. All these liberals all over Facebook. It's like, oh my God, I got to share this. I have to share this immediately. Because because Mark Maron was psychoanalyzing President Obama. Yeah, I really hate that show, by the way. I absolutely hate. Although no, no listen- offense to people who like it, but isn't that isn't that what I did listen? I listened to one, and it's all about like, tell me about your father. Like, what the fuck? I don't give a shit about this person's dad. It's the last thing I want to learn about. You know, I've I've seen Mark Maron's comedy. I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I think the guy I've seen his comedy is just kind of that bitter ranting kind of thing about like how he's so antisocial and. And awkward yeah but and, at the same time he's a, he's taken all the typical path of that kind of comedian because now he's all about his therapy and how he's his gotten therapy, through yeah. his anger and that's i think that's where all this like asking about these fucking people's dads came from but he keeps saying comedy is like his catharsis it allows oh, him to Jesus work through Christ. his problems and that's what he feels like every all these comedians he has on a show and the thing is Mar- maron's been around for since the 80s so he's got all these connections so he starts a podcast he's got like bobcat goldthwait like every huge comedian coming on and sure, if, if there's a good guest, I've heard the show and it's been entertaining, but it's so hard to sit through like him steering away from any funny stories and getting back to, well, tell me about your father. <laughs> Did your father ever touch your butthole? It's <laughs> well, like, I would like to learn that. It's like, great. Do we have to hear this again? Russell Brand, tell me about your father. It's like, you know, you want to hear a good interviewer? Listen to Howard Stern from the 90s. <laughs> Howard Stern. But Howard Stern is a, is a great interviewer. He can like bring up uh, divisive topics, offensive topics, but in a manner that it's conversational. You know, he's Nowadays, he's, though, he's also too into this whole well, therapy. He panders that's now. His whole, yeah. whole life. But, uh, but that's popular, though. Like, uh, Stern can yeah. now, because his contract's almost up, now can probably get a talk show on daytime TV. I would say he probably is the best interviewer around, even with his faults. He's like Barbara Walters, but tall and gangly with a penis. <laughs> And, uh, Do you ever notice he's developing a lisp? And then I no. noticed a lot of people in broadcasting develop a lisp. I hope not. I'm not. Not that I'm in broadcasting. As Stern has a lisp. Yeah, he developed this weird like lit like like it's. I can't do it. I don't, if nobody's heard it, then maybe I'm just crazy. I haven't. I haven't heard enough of uh, of recent Stern shows. It's kind of like that. he talks like this. I mean, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but he does have this voice, like sound in the back of his voice. I guess. I, I guess I have not noticed. I always. I've always admired his voice. It's, so, it's just like a baritone. It's so deep. Right. But it's I think he's developing this weird, weird lisp. Huh? Maybe it's just coming with maybe age. Maybe it's or just something. me. I don't know. <laughs> But but weren't you kind of surprised that Marin had Obama? And, and I think but the fact that Obama was there allowed Obama to be like, I'm going to be candid and frank with you, Mr. Marin. You know, Mark yeah. Marin. And that's why I'm going to say Mr. nigger Mar- I don't five times. Whoa. You know, that's, that's what he did. I think he felt comfortable. He's like, you know, I'm not on The Tonight Show. I'm not on David Letterman. Yeah, you can't do that. Instead, on I'm on a podcast where I can say nigger. And, you know, no one's going to be offended. 
You should have told like a really raunchy story about having sex with Michelle. Because <laughs> you can Drive say anything you want on a podcast. Yep. You know, no FCC Nobody's gonna here. Nobody's going to do it. There's like five <laughs> listeners. Dude, talk about a, uh, a great uh, promotional piece for Marin, though. I mean, now there's a promotional tool, vehicle. Like now how huge is his show? It's got to I mean, be the biggest it, podcast now. Yeah, but I mean, Baron's got like two producers and editors and, and things like that. It's like, you know, we used to have an intern one time. Remember? <laughs> that chick? Yeah, that chick. She just fetched us beer I from like the fridge. I like when people would come to vacation. A person would come to vacation in San Francisco and then like on their itinerary put, I'm going to hang out with Dean Lance in the <laughs> shitty fucking second <laughs> round studio. Well, that, that girl, the girl that wanted to be an intern though, she like emailed the show and was like, I'm trying to start my own podcast. I want to learn from you guys. It's like, sure. You can be the it's, intern. It's fucking and, masterclass in podcasting. She was on like, I think maybe I, I want to know. So how many, how many like bitter, rant, I mean, we're not bitterly ranting. We know that president Obama would never come on this show, but <laughs> our, uh, how many bitter, I would like to listen to some of the other podcasts. Like I'm sure, um, you know, who's the UFC guy. What's his name? The UFC, Joe guy Rogan. A, oh, like Rogan. He has to have a bitter like rant about this, right? That why didn't Obama come on his show? I wonder. Or, uh, you even think... like even the old the old guard like uh, Keith and the girl, they have to go on a rant, right, about why Obama would never come on their show because it's too real. Yeah, but Rogan's too controversial, you know. I, I bet. But that, but... so that's what he has to say, you know. He said, "Well, he would never come on my show because I tell it like it is." Right? Has Obama ever been on Stern? No, of course not. You can't go on, Obama can't go on Stern. Stern's too controversial. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I mean, just and, surprised and, though, and, at this and point. Howard Stern doesn't even have to say that, right? He's big enough that he doesn't have to point it out. You know, the fact of the matter is, I don't even want Obama on this show. I'm lying. I'm lying <laughs> No, here. that's bitterness. But, <laughs> <laughs> the, the guests that we get are guests that you would never hear from. Like, I, I want to have the guy that fucked the dolphin, you know? I want to have yeah. Chris Hansen talking about, uh, you know, busting pedos. Like something interesting. President, who cares? He could tell us about murdering uh, Osama bin Laden. All right, that's a little interesting. He's just that. Yeah. <laughs> Assassinating. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? Let's get an ex-president on the show, Wackerly. Who do you think the we can get? president No, Not an ex. An ex-president. Oh, an can we get like uh, Carter on here or something? I'd talk to Jimmy Carter. <laughs> How great would that be if, if, if like, uh, somehow we can fool, like, a presidential candidate or something to be like, podcasts are cool. You should come on podcasts. It's a great way to reach the people. You could talk about Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, but maybe it's a good chance for us to get, like, uh, you know, a president. Maybe we can get Rick Perry on the show or something. No, I doubt it. Well, I'm going to try. <laughs> not going to happen. I'm going to try. What about, but, uh, uh, not Rand Paul, but his father. He's a nut. I might be kind of... Ron Paul. Do you think we can get Santorum on the show? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> you never know. It's, it's, it's a cool vehicle for promotion. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hip cool to be on a podcast, yeah. What's up, kids? How's it going? You can appeal to your demographic directly through the internet. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go through the censors and the networks. We have a lot of Latino listeners, and that's like a big uh, new voting demographic that everybody mm -hmm. wants to get. But uh, thank you, Ken, for rubbing it in on how uh, insignificant we are to the world. That's, mm -hmm. uh, it makes us feel good. <laughs> uh, we got another call here from a guy commenting about prego porn, pregnant <laughs> women porn. <laughs> the hot topic of the day. This guy is way too into pregnant porn. Who are you to judge? But this is probably why Obama won't come on our show. It's like these guys are talking about pregnant porn. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Mr. President, would you like to stay, stick around and help us field some of the calls? <laughs> How do you feel about Prego porn? Well, uh, I've never been into it myself, but uh, that was what people like, and it's a consenting adults. Uh, Mr. President, sir, uh, we, we got some calls to Sick Wrong Hotline. You want to help us out with right. these? <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, this is Max. Calling in the Sick and Wrong. Uh, just wanted to tell you guys about your about the episode four seven one about the prego porn. That is a thing that exists. Yeah, the offshoots of it are like lactation. Uh, is he doing like a fucking high school thesis paper on this? <laughs> I think he's reading through his bookmarks. Oh, <laughs> that's what I think. It's very boring, but they make them pregnant. It's weird. There's like morph, but with morph, there's um, they take pictures of the pregnant ladies and they like morph them to make them look pregnant or even more pregnant. Or what? Yeah, that's <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> so they make morph pregnant porn where they take pregnant women. And then I guess enhance the pictures so they look even larger. Hmm. Or as he used the term, pregnanter. I like that. You looking this up right now, Wackley? Of course. <laughs> Dude, um, there's also like the birthing videos that dudes get off on like, Birthing videos. Wow, this on, morph like, stuff is really weird. <laughs> I gotta say. Really? So send me a link to one of these. I gotta okay. see this. I mean, it's a kids and stuff. Yeah, that's. That's weird too. There's like a whole subgenre. It's it's so weird, so so weird. This seems like a good one. Don't even know. Uh, So I think I'm running out of time. I just want to tell you guys about that. Um, Well, thank you there, Max. Do you think Max here is into this pregnant porn? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, he, he took the time to call in about it. And also to go into such detail about the different... Jesus Christ, this is weird, dude. They look like beach balls. Look at this one, this purple one. She looks like Grimace. Right. I mean, it's Photoshopped, you can tell, but somebody's, like, really into this that he's made all these. What is this supposed to be? Like, uh, I mean, what is the fantasy here? That she has, like, octuplets or something? <laughs> Don't like, ask me. Why would you be into this? I, I'm not... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> send him. Send an email to this deviant art guy. I know. I want to know what I want to know what Max thinks about this. Why is Max into this? <laughs> Why is he into this? I mean, I guess I can understand. Like, we have a friend that's uh, a mutual friend that's into pregnant porn, but I think he's just into the big titties, like the huge tits, right? Because they're lactating. But I and I, I guess I can understand that. Yeah, you're these skinny girls get massive tits, but it's the it's the the distended abdomen, the huge belly. Like, I, why would you find that attractive? I don't know. Fertility. Yeah, maybe. Man, it's, that's weird. Max, it's a weird fetish, man, to be into. I, you know, I yeah, hope don't tell girls about. Yeah, that. I hope you do. You keep that to yourself, and uh, you know, browse on in, on uh, was it that incognito mode <laughs> in Chrome, so your girlfriends, when they use their computer, don't see all this weird prego porn that thing. That would take some explaining if your girlfriend found your links. I mean, no, it's just like, I can understand if it's just, just pregnant porn, it's like, that's weird, but this morph porn that you are into, or the birthing video, could you imagine the birth, if you're jerking off to birthing videos? No, nah, there's something wrong with you. That's, that's like, almost, <laughs> like pedo, that's almost like pedophilia. I wouldn't call it pedo, but I would say, you know, you're kind of a psych. Like, are you going to, like, cut some pregnant lady's skin open and try and get in there or something? 
Yeah, like you have a womb fetish or something. It's weird. A womb with a view. That's that's just that's creepy, Max. Just get back to regular regular shit. It's weird. <laughs> rego rego porn. <laughs> just get back to rego porn, okay? Not prego porn. Just rego. You need to drop the prego and get with the rego. <laughs> All right, this last call is a my two cents question. This guy called in. He, uh, I guess, asked us about this a year ago. He's changed his behavior since then. But the last time he was on the show, I think Wackerly was, uh, was, was not on the show. We had Joe Kelly subbing. So he was upset because he didn't get Wackerly's opinion. Hmm. That's what matters is Wackerly's opinion. So he's calling back here specifically to get Wacker's opinion on his change behavior. So uh, let's, let's roll the My Two Cents theme music. My Two Cents with D and Lance. Hey, D. Lance. I'm following up on a uh, message that I left probably 100 episodes ago. It's uh, Dr. Fuzz, and uh, I remember this I'm going to break the anonymity here because uh, I was anonymous at that point. But we had an issue with uh, my little dog, my girl dog, and uh, she was a cum hound and uh, totally a cock hound. And... Uh, I had called a year ago and talked to uh, you guys, hoping uh, I was getting Wackerly's perspective on, um, you know, pitching and catching. But uh, the bottom line comes down to <laughs> two questions here. <laughs> well, he's going to explain what the question was, but it's about, I think it had something to do with his dog being in the room while he's jacking off and his dog being into his cock and whether okay. or not that's wrong. I seem to remember this, but he's saying I wasn't there. So what am I supposed? To... Well, right, we've had a few. Get this over with. We've had a few people call in with a similar situation. I think you and Joe were on the podcast that time, and uh, the first question uh, that I threw out to you guys was, you know, is this right? And you both said no. Don't have sex with your dog. So I've taken your advice and uh, <laughs> don't have the dog in there when I'm uh, yanking the crank, but. The question I have now is that uh, even though the dog's excluded from the activity, the uh, after uh, content, the spooge, is, uh, <laughs> she's begging for it. So is it uh, totally sick, just let her come in and have it, or uh, am I twisted? Anyway, I'd like Wackerly's point on this based on the bestiality thing, and, uh, you know, Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Later. If he thinks that he's going to get some, like, interesting fucking comment from me on this, <laughs> he's wrong. Because, no, don't feed your dog cum. He's fishing for support here. Don't feed your dog cum. That's that's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, but I think, you know what I think he's referring to is you're based on your idea of bestiality. Because you have a conception of bestiality that's a little bit... Uh, do I? It, I forgot what it was. Well, it's in did. contrast to the norm. Like most people would be like, bestiality is wrong. But you were saying it's wrong to fuck a dog, but to let a dog fuck you, it's a natural thing. The dog wants to get off. So I think you've said in the past that oh. you're totally cool with like a German shepherd fucking a chick, but you're not cool with a dude fucking a German shepherd. <laughs> that, that probably is true. <laughs> so I think, but I just don't think you should feed your dog cum. Well, I think he's saying, you know, like the dog would lap it up in the wild. If it came True. across it. Right, but it's your comment. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> there you go, Dr. Fuzz. Uh, Professor Wackerly over here thinks you're a fucking weirdo. I mean, I don't, I know, I don't think you... No, okay, let me... 
I will refine this point a little bit. You're weird, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't think you're a fucking weirdo. I guess what I'm thinking is, you know, you go over to somebody's house and they've always got the dog and it like jumps up and it starts licking you, right? I'm a dog person. I don't get really grossed out by a dog yeah, licking but do you my hand. Kiss or, the dog on its mouth. It's not really cool if they're licking your face. But even with a normal person's dog, you're like, okay, the dog's been licking its butthole, other dog's buttholes. It's probably eating cat shit outside. Like you start to think about these things when the dog's licking your hand, right? I don't want to have to also think like, and this dog's probably eating this guy's cum when I'm not around. <laughs> Just one more gross attribute. It's one consider. more gross thing that, you know, yeah. I like interacting with the dog, but then I got to worry about it. I know he didn't ask for my perspective on this, but what I'm thinking happens here is, okay, you're already a bit butthurt, bit bitter about having to exclude your dog from the activity. Because like we said, we don't think the dog should be in the room. And you're like, I've excluded her. She's out. But the fact that you're depositing your semen, your spooge in a specific area and allowing the dog to come in there and lap it up, that's fucking weird, dude. I've masturbated to porn many times. And when I do masturbate, it's like I'll have a towel or a paper towel and I'll blow my load in that and then I'll throw it away. That's, that's what you do. You blow your load in it, then you throw it away. Right. Done. Go you should be move. ashamed of the of the product yeah but it's like i'm gonna move on with my life what you're doing is you're specifically depositing your semen in a specific area thinking i'm gonna open the door and oops look what happened my dog just came upon this pile of spooge and licked it up like it's a natural thing <laughs> plus if you ever actually bring a girl back and you're having sex like and the dog's gonna be in there like looking around you have to explain what the dog's looking for not cool it's also weird to refer to your dog as a cock hound <laughs> okay, just don't call the show again please <laughs> when i make that request there's a few different weird things here going on and so um i you know i'm going to say exclude the dog from the from the activity of masturbation and also exclude the dog from the aftermath of the masturbation it's complete exclusion just jerk off in a paper towel and throw it away that's all you got to do or get a, mm. a get a jit gel rag get a get a towel that you use and then put it in the hamper that's all you got to do. <laughs> but then, I mean, now he's trained the dog to be looking for this thing. So it's going to be rooting around the garbage. Does your dog chew, you? your, chew on your condoms? <laughs> you think? Like pulls them out of the trash? It's disgusting. That could be bad for the dog's health to eat a condom, I would think. Yeah, I think it's kind of gross. Anyway, if you want, our, if you want my two cents, uh, just stop this behavior, this aberrant behavior. <laughs> like, do you think this guy's married? No. All right, yeah, I doubt this is it. not the activity of a married man. <laughs> I'll guarantee it. That's coming from a married man. Yeah. Um, people call Sticker on Hotline 206-666-3846. Uh, we got to get out of here. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, we appreciate that. Just go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment. Every time you do that, it boosts visibility for the show. And uh, we're ranked higher. We're like in the top 100 comedy podcasts. That does help the show, and it's free. Also, I noticed Wackerly's been posting a lot to the Sigarong Facebook page. So if you want a direct interaction to uh, a host of the Sigarong podcast, you could do that via Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Did you post that skinny jeans story? 
I posted another skinny jean story that they've determined that it's you can uh, cut off all the circulation to your legs or something, and then they have to be amputated because your jeans are too skinny. Yeah, some woman, uh, some woman like I guess was wearing women wear really skinny jeans, and that's kind of gross. Where they have to like cram their ass into it. it takes, yeah, like, two people. But they got to put Vaseline on it to slide into them. That's that's too skinny. That's skinny. Even D. Simon has a limit. Yeah. But anyway, you can go to the Facebook page, sickroompodcast.com or facebook.com slash sickroompodcast. Uh, also, we do have t-shirts available right now. We have the black quadro tees, but we only have mediums and, and smalls. And I'm almost running out of mediums. So if you want to get one, you can still order a medium or a small. And yes, we do not have any large or extra large tees. And yes, I am fully aware that everyone isn't a skinny fuck like me. Because it's been pointed out many times. Uh, if you want to get a larger shirt, just go to the Cafe Press store. We got like 14 different kinds of shirts you can get that you can get from there. So cafepress.com slash sick and wrong. Or just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store and click on the uh, the Cafe Press link. Get a tea. Uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I'm going to dedicate this one to uh, Glenn Danzig. Happy uh, belated birthday, Danzig. He's, his birthday was on Wednesday. Did you know, Wackerly, that Danzig is 60 years old? I was just going to ask you how old he was. 60 years old. Like, could you believe it? I don't know why I'm surprised by that. He was 20 years older than me. I just, it never occurred to me that uh, Danzig would be 60. I just didn't. I mean, he still looks pretty good for his age. Yeah. I mean, don't you <laughs> think so? Checking out the Danzig bot, are you? Well, you know, like Danzig's kind of like always been known for being this big muscle guy, but I mean, he's not, you know. Uh, you look... Not big, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very short muscle guy. A short muscle guy. But I mean, it's you know he doesn't look like a sixty a typical sixty year old man. That's all I gotta say. Um, I'm actually gonna go see him in Pomona in a couple weeks. Yeah, you guys are gonna have lunch or something. No, I mean he's playing a show. <laughs> and, Does he uh, do all the old hits? You know what? It, what's funny about seeing Danzig? I'm sure people will agree with me. Like you'll see him sometimes, and he'll just be in a surly mood. Like I've seen him in San Francisco a few he seems times. Very surly. He'll be surly. He'll be like he'll come out and be like, "Sounds like shit in here." gonna play one more song mother you know you like come out and do one more song or other times he's like he won't allow people to chew gum and if you bring out your cell phone to to, to oh, take a picture boy. of him they'll yeah. you'll you'll be ejected from the show <laughs> the dark lord does not approve of cell phones or selfies but there's other times i've seen him other times like on the halloween down here at uh the gibson gibson uh it's at universal studios whatever that theater is there and dude mm -hmm. he he was like absolutely into it i've never seen him so um so into the show like he did uh misfit songs he did sam hain songs he did old dancing songs he started explaining each different song and i was like this is kind of bizarre i've just never seen dancing behave in this Same manner seems like he's a moody little guy he's so pleasant right now so uh, anyway i'm hoping that this show he's doing in pomona he's gonna be pleasant he's 60 years old you know it's like uh the golden years of Danzig. So anyway, I'm going to end the show here with a, a great stripper song, by the way. It's a great stripper song, but uh, also a, uh, a hit, a golden hit of uh, Glenn Danzig off his first album, Twist of Cain. It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's, a, it's a good one. Anyway, people, we'll be back next week with episode 490. Till then, take a sleazy. Good night. <laughs>